2: The 11 to 1 show
1: L-M-S-M. She's back on her screens in Irish Wish but so far no sign of any dreadful Orish accents. More details on the way Bon Jovi You give love a bad name that is kicking us off this Wednesday morning. Sinead Brazzle here with you. How are you getting on? You can get in touch 086 1800 658 Yes, we want to hear from you As always, yesterday afternoon and then into the evening, it was just glorious outside and it was just really nice to actually go for a walk and not have to really worry too much about bundling up, which was lovely. And it just felt a little bit like this in our estate yesterday. Oh yeah, it did. It really did. The first grass was cut on the green and I saw other people doing the same and it was just that little bit too warm for your winter coat and the kids were outside playing. They kind of, you know, they they shrugged off that, you know, inside in my den of games and computers and screens and all that kind of thing and they were outside, which was lovely. But it's going to end. Yeah, it's going to end apparently Oh, don't get rid of the winter woolies just yet. Snow predicted, temperatures to plummet. Oh, they love these headlines, don't they? Mm. Apparently, from tonight, really, it's going to be low temperatures, and then it's going to be sunny, but like cold and bright. And then apparently there could be snow on the way. Oh, I just can we just oh can we pretend for a second? Let's just pretend. Oh, let's see. yeah. I'm just, I'm ready for spring proper to arrive. And I'm ready for summer to arrive as well. But I think we're going to have to wait for another little while. Anyway, I am bringing you summer vibes on the show today because there's a fantastic, well, it looks fantastic from the trailer. New movie that is hitting the internet it's called Irish Wit and it is very much kind of giving that summer in Ireland vibes with Lindsay Lohan at the helm going to be bringing all the details of that very shortly but first back to the music here's Rihanna Rihanna stay on LMFM's 11 to 1 now, we were talking a little bit about spring vibes there and Draw the Tidy Towns volunteers, they are out again this Sunday and they are looking for help. So this cleanup is their third one in recent weeks as part of their spring clean efforts and um, it's all very much a uh, part of Antoshka's spring clean campaign. So if people have an hour to give to uh, the town to do a bit of, bit of cleanup and litter picks and that kind of thing, they'd love to have you with them. So uh, there's a, you know, supplied will be the litter picks, bags, gloves, all that kind of stuff, and they're out on Sunday at 11 a.m. Meeting at Saint Lawrence's Gate. So if you'd like to get involved, do give them a contact uh, number. Here is uh, for them: give them a call on 087 double one double five three double six. So 087 double one double five three double six this Sunday at Lawrence's Gate. Now, rolling moors of Ireland, yeah, check. Romantic comedy vibes, check, and soundtrack by a great Irish band check okay it's got all the ingredients of another hit i'm going to be talking about irish wish it's landing on netflix and i've got music from taylor swift
2: the 11 to 1 show
1: the first trailer has landed and the internet is already commenting on this it is irish wish okay it's set in the rolling green moors of ireland which does look spectacular Um, I will say from the trailer and sees Lindsay Lohan take on the role of a heartbroken bridesmaid who wakes up in a compromising position after making a throwaway wish. So this is going to debut just in time for St. Patrick's Day on Netflix on the 15th of March and it was filmed on location in Kilrudery House and Loch Tay in Wicklow, also Westport Town and of course the glorious cliffs of Moher in County Clare. So Lindsay Lohan is uh, the leading role in this and it does have a fantastic soundtrack as you'll hear now in a second in the trailer from the cores, so I am and I think everybody is anticipating you know is this going to be another sort of you know paddywhackery Irish kind of stuff uh, you know dodgy Irish accents well so far from what I can hear in the trailer here now and you'll hear it now I don't think we have to worry too much so here it is Irish Wish
2: What brings you to Ireland? A wedding Well ah, congratulations
0: Oh no it's, it's not mine <laughs> it's my friend's I can't believe Paul and Emma are getting married. You balance me out, Madeline. We do make a great team. We do. Hi, Mom. I can't help but think that things would be different if I had told Paul how I felt.
1: Gonna have to start speaking up for
0: yourself.
2: Too late now. I wish I was marrying Paul Kennedy. (sighs) What the?
0: Have you seen Paul? I haven't seen him anywhere. (laughs) How did he get in there? What is wrong? I am not the one who's getting married. She
2: is.
0: (gasps) Exactly. You, my friend, are marrying Paul Kennedy.
2: Yes! Come on!
1: Ah! Hello? It's you. How'd you get the ring on your finger? You got down on your knee and you proposed to me. I proposed? I mean, yes, of course. of course. Yes, I proposed. I don't know. I'm on board. I'm on board with it. I have to say it looks really good. It looks like just sort of leave your problems at the door, switch off kind of and indulge in the whole thing. I don't see too many, you know, dodgy accents kind of happening. But there you go. Uh, so that is coming to Netflix on uh, the 15th of March. And no doubt our own. Niall O'Brien will have a lot to say about that in the run up to it but it is, um, it is looking good if you want to check it out the trailer is online now now back to the music here's Taylor Swift
2: Hi I'm Taylor Swift Your music Your station LMFM
1: Taylor Swift Cruel Summer How does 7,000 euro sound? Oh yeah that is a nice chunk of change It is next Tuesday's jackpot for LMFM's Radio Bingo, €7,000. So make sure you're getting your book today. I want to say congratulations to our recent winners, Paul and Dino Maguire in Drogheda. They won €800. Nice one. Also, Deirdre Clerken, Mary Ward, Roseanne Shanky and Anne Walsh. They all scooped €150 each. So this could be you, but you could be winning the lot. €7,000 by next Tuesday. So, all you have to do is buy your book today from outlets throughout the Northeast. And remember, when you're playing LMFM Radio Bingo, you are now supporting the Gary Kelly Cancer Support Centre, such a worthy organisation here in the Northeast. Now, very shortly on the show, we are going to be talking books. I want you to get lost. Well, in a book, it's all part of Ireland Reads, and I am going to milk it. Once again, they have asked me to be a reading ambassador. So I'm taking this title very, very seriously. The ambassador will see you now. Yes, I want to know what books are you getting stuck into? Because this Saturday it is Ireland Reads. We're going to be chatting all about this very, very shortly on the show. So if you have any recommendations, we would love to hear them. Also, we will have some recommendations if you're stuck for some inspiration of what to read. We'll have that coming up as well. But first, here's Brian Kennedy. Mr. Brian Kennedy, a better man. Want to wish a happy birthday to Daisy Kane in Kells. I hope she's having a brilliant day. That's coming in from Anthony in Karen Ross Hope you are having a fab birthday. Now, it is time for you to get lost in a book. Yes, it's all about Ireland Reads this weekend. And I'm delighted because I'm back as a reading ambassador. We're going to be finding out more about this fantastic initiative next.
2: Oh, L-M-F-M. The 11 to 11. Oh,
1: when was the last time you got so engrossed in a book that time just passed you by? Well, this Saturday, we are encouraging you to do just that, just get engrossed in a book because the Ireland Reads campaign is back once again and reading ambassadors like me are around the country are encouraging you to get lost in a book as part of the campaign. I'm delighted to be back as a reading ambassador and I'm delighted once again to have Siobhan McGuinness from Laodhe Library Service. She's in studio with me now. Good, a- good morning. I was going to say good afternoon. Good morning. How are you getting I'm great, Sinead. Thank you so much for inviting me. Oh, listen, you know, I do love being an ambassador, Siobhan. So I'm thrilled to be back uh, doing this again. But uh, talk to us a little bit about what this campaign is about, because this year we're telling people to get lost. Yeah, in a good book, in a very, very good book. <laughs> and the National Day reading again this year
0: is the 24th of February. So this Day, cancel all your plans. Just sit on the couch, curl up, put a good book, get lost, just cancel everything, don't no interruptions and then just make that time for yourself to read because it's brilliant. Reading is fantastic. So Ireland Reads is a Healthy Ireland initiative. It aims to celebrate reading and all the benefits it can have for your well-being and enjoyment. Um, and now the Library Service is delighted to welcome our reading ambassadors, our first one being yourself. So thank you so much. Um, we've also reached out to some local authors. So Florence Gillen uh, writes some crime books. And we have um, Valerina Troy, who's uh, writing for kids books. Oh, fantastic. She's yeah. got a lovely trilogy called Lucky Diamond. And then we've reached out to some of our local groups Um so we've looked at um, the lo- local development so mm-hmm. the um, area based childhood programme so there's a lovely development officer there called Lara Williams she's jumped on board as well she's fantastic in the job she does and uh, Sinead Nugent from Connect Family Resource Centre and oh, more yeah. Sinead's brilliant she's fantastic so we've really just reached out to those community groups that we work with all year round and bring them on as reading ambassadors and it's a great time then to give them a shout out for the work that they do too
1: Absolutely and talk to me then about this because you know the we we know, I suppose, as adults, you know how important it is, like you said, there for mental well-being. But it's really important as well for to tell our children to get lost in a book as well for mm-hmm, this uh, mm-hmm. this coming Saturday. Yeah, yeah,
0: it is. It really is. It gives them, um, even their little library card gives them that little bit of independence. Teaches them that they have to share their book and that the book is for everybody. It's not just theirs. And it gives them a um a sense of empathy. It teaches them all those different feelings. It learns. It makes them understand those feelings. Whether it be in a story or whether it be a book about facts or zombies, which the boys love, <laughs> um, it can be anything like that. It's really important that they read and they can read from a very, very young age. Yeah. Like you can read to them from mm-hmm. the day they're born. And we try and f- tell that to all the parents that come into our parent and toddler groups, into our baby book clubs, that you can really read from the get go. Um, and then that instills in that, that love of reading and that story that they want to pick up.
1: Yeah we, we did that ourselves with our kids from a very young age and when you talk about the library I mean you know I've spoken to you many times but it's it's worth to kind of reiterate this again I just spent many happy Saturday mornings in the library and when you get your library card you're right it is that sense of responsibility you have to mind your card you also have to take care of the books don't lose them don't you know there was always panic stations now I will, I'm not going to lie to you Siobhan there's panic stations on a Saturday morning over where the books actually were but you know there is this love of it so talk to me about some of the books that you absolutely like your go-to books as a kid. So my go-to books as a kid, it was always in Blighton. Um yeah. I
0: adored those ones. Um but nowadays it's like you have all the um the bunny versus monkeys, which are getting um a really they're so oh. popular. No, I haven't heard of these now. Oh, Bunny, bunny versus, versus Monkey is yeah. very, very popular, and then the Captain Underpants. Oh, and yeah, yeah. yeah, but the Bunny versus Monkeys come from Dogman. It's, oh yeah, it's an, is yeah, a big thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't want to focus on those. I want to focus on the Irish authors yes. because they're fantastic. Okay, tell us. So with the kids' books, so there is um, a campaign at the moment called Discover Irish Kids Books, and they have a website. Yeah. Um, so jump on there; you'll get all the list of all the Irish authors there. Like you've got your Paddy Donnelly, who's got a beautiful storybook of called Foxes and Sons Trailers. Beautiful, beautiful illustrations. You've got Peter Donnelly, who does the President Glasses. Oh, they're yeah. so gorgeous. He
1: a new one we got it uh, there recently, the president's new dog, or yes, something. Yeah, yes, very, it's very lovely, good. it's yeah. lovely. Um, we have Erica McGann
0: who is a, a local, local, totally yeah, local, yeah. and her Bubble Street gang is brilliant. Uh, Sarah Webb, as we all know, Judy Carton, so you'll know Judy Carton, she's got a lovely series, the Alice and megan series, and a Leona Ford has a Millie McCarthy series we've got Sinead Hart with The Silver Road Serena Malloy with Wider Than The Sea a beautiful storybook that came out by Ellen Ryan she won some awards last year
1: it's called Girls Who Slay Monsters oh, like what a title it. it's and amazing. Do you know what there's such a shift now isn't there into that idea of girls not being the ones that need to be rescued anymore Yes, that they're the ones that's actually doing the slaying which exactly. I love exactly yeah, yeah it's brilliant it's
0: like turn it on its, head, on its head and then of course Shane Hegarty has the Shop of Impossible ice creams um, Ooh, yeah interesting about, yeah, yeah and then Helen Doggan or Helena Duggan sorry has a series called Perfect and they're just they're gorgeous they're brilliant so do jump on that website and of course Children's Books Ireland website mm-hmm. has loads of recommendations and they piece it out into the categories the age categories so it's fantastic there's loads and loads of recommendations
1: there and what are the ones that are, are constantly flying out the door in the library for the kids is it the likes of those ones that you're after mentioning or is the Harry Potters and all that stuff? Harry Potters
0: popular? are still very popular we were only after buying another load of um, a new kind of set because they're just worn and torn so you need to replace them every year but they are in high demand there is a long list of them they're never on the shelves we always have to order them in for people so it's
1: they're still going strong Okay good to know Okay so give us a couple of recommendations now for adults because I always by the way I'm probably going to cause an influx now of people doing this <laughs> but I always go into the library and either Siobhan here with me or Lisa I have to give a shout out to Lisa I just say listen give me what what do you recommend and they know me so well at this time but at uh, this stage but I did just finish Reluctant Immortals by Gwendolyn Kiss Uh, And this is brilliant. This is... Jane Eyre and also Lucy from so Jane Eyre or sorry not Jane Eyre the uh, Lady in the Attic Bertha Bertha from Jane Eyre and um also Lucy from Bram Stoker's Dracula they team up together and it's just this fantastic uh it's set in the 60s in Hollywood and um there's all that kind of like it alludes to the Charles Manson and the cults and all that kind of stuff going on as well but it's really really good and then Rochester and Dracula come back and they have to kind of team up together that's absolutely brilliant if you're into your kind of um, Victorian I suppose literature but it's in a modern day kind of setting I suppose as well um, and also A Lady's Guide to a Scandal. Bridgerton fans okay this is for you. A Lady's Guide to a Scandal by Sophie Irwin. Absolutely brilliant. Just finished that and they're both going back to the library this <laughs> Saturday. So what have you got for us? What have you got for the adults? I have Anne Patchett. You know, she's got a
0: load, a load, a load of a load of books. She had a book out last year called Tom Lake. Beautiful story about family. Um, I'm going to give a shout out to an Irish author. He did debut last year called um, Cállá mm-hmm. by Colin Walsh. Absolutely blew everyone away. Got Won a nice few awards too. Um, in the... I suppose in the international kind of translation one as well, tiny teeny little book called Marizanne Monomore. It won the Dublin Literary Award last year. It is the sweetest book ever. It's about a lady that lives in Marizanne. It's in Germany. And she's a shroppedist. And each chapter is a story about her clients. Okay. And it is adorable. It is so sweet. Um I've just finished um a new book that's out. Might not be yet in the library, bear with me, but it's called The List of Suspicious Things and oh. it's by Jenny Godfrey. It's about two kids who want to find the Yorkshire Ripper Oh. and it's their story about everyone in the community it is adorable and it's flying okay. shelves and yeah. what was
1: the author of that there sorry Jenny Godfrey Jenny Godfrey <laughs> yeah. okay we'll remember that one Yeah. and uh, as always crime and yes. sort of uh, the, all that sort of genre seems to be still, still very popular still very it? popular the Jane Casey's, the the Sam Blakes uh, the
0: Liz Nugents um, oh, yeah. all the Irish the Irish, the Irish yeah. are doing very well in that category um, so yeah definitely all good all, all good, good. I know Jane has a new one out this year as
1: well so keep your eyes peeled. we watch that space. Yeah. So for people and this is good to remind people for people who haven't been to the library in years do not worry your fines are all gone. There is no There's no more, more barriers. <laughs> you can come in, in a, with a blank slate but what do people need uh, to sign up if they so are be they a So if they think
0: they already are a member just pop in and we'll look you up on the system. If you're there well and good we'll just recheck your details. If not we just need photo ID and proof of address. We don't take copy of anything, so if it's on your phone, if it's just your PPS card, whatever you need, um that's we're good to go. Everyone can get a card, that's okay. the thing that we found. So the kids can get a card, mum and dad can get a card, nanny and granddad can get a card, the whole family can have cards, and then you can have a series of library cards and you can take out all the books. Yeah, it's so <laughs> much fun. How many books actually
1: can you take out? With a card? 12. Wow, so <laughs> I'll it's... have no books left in the library today. <laughs> That is some <laughs> amount of books for people and I do see people coming along. Normally I'm about two, maybe three that I take out uh, for the, you know, I try, in fairness now, those b- books that I both mentioned are absolute page turners. You will you will absolutely get through them. There's also online for yes. people that have e-readers and yes, stuff. Yeah. Yes, so BorrowBox is the biggest, um, the most
0: popular e-service that we have. So you download the app onto your phone or your tablet, you enter in your library card details and away you go. If you have any problems or if you think you're not at te- technically savvy Mm -hmm. just pop on in and we'll sit down with you and we'll go through it and we'll show you how it works it's very very user friendly and also what um, if you can't find any of the titles that we've mentioned today uh, pop into us and we can order them for you your card works in all libraries in the country so you have access to the national catalogue we'll order them in take about a week or
1: 10 days to come in and you'll get an email to say when it has arrived Fantastic. And is there anything else then that we need to know about this campaign or about uh, getting involved with the library in the uh, uh, before we finish up, Siobhan? Not particularly. Just get lost. Yeah, get lost, everybody. Get yeah. lost. Actually, we've got a message here. Uh, I got the Montana Gallagher series of books, M.K. McClintock, for my wife for Christmas. She's really enjoying them. They're uh, about a frontier family legacy set in the 1800s, Montana, uh, says so a regular listener. Thank you so much. Great recommendation as well wow. for somebody that's into sort of that Wild West. Yeah kind of era love that so that's uh, Montana Gallagher for anyone wants to to check those ones out but anything as Siobhan says if you're looking for a book and you're not sure pop into them if they don't have it on the system they will absolutely order it for you so listen Siobhan all that's left now is to just get lost get lost (laughs) get
0: lost all day Saturday in a good book
1: (laughs) absolutely brilliant thank you so much thank you for joining us once again Siobhan there IrelandReads.ie 24th of February this Saturday get lost in a book
2: the 11 to 1 show.
1: L-M-S-M. She was married eight times to seven men, converted to Judaism, endured several serious illnesses, and led a jet set lifestyle, including assembling one of the most expensive private collections of jewellery in the world. This actress popping up in the Northeast update very shortly. Leanne Rhimes can't fight the moonlight. Now it's time to go back in time. LMFM Northeast update with Senator Windows. Senator Windows products will help you create a secure, comfortable, energy efficient home you're proud of. Call 0818-7745. She got married a whopping eight times, but on this day in 1952, actress Elizabeth Taylor married for the second time to actor Michael w- uh, Wilding. And today is Sticky Bun Day. Yes, so if you have Sweet toot! This is definitely a day for you to indulge. National sticky bondy. LMFM Northeast update with Senator Windows. Creating the perfect home is a journey. Let us guide you. Visit our Drogheda, Dundalk, and New Navin showrooms. Discover more at SenatorWindows.ie. There's boys own, no matter what. Still to come, an eleven to one DKIT awarded funding for their research department. But just how vital is ongoing research in third level institutes? And I've got a great cleaning hack for you. If your microwave is in need of a deep clean, that's all to come.
2: The eleven to one show.
1: Is your microwave in need of a deep clean? Well, the answer lies in the dishwasher. More on this hack after Adele. Adele, hello. Sinead Brazzle here with you. It is LMFM's 11 to 1. And I just want to mention this because we were talking about getting lost in a book on Saturday for Ireland Reads. And there's a message here uh, for another couple of recommendations. So um, it's a book called Small Mercies uh, by Dennis uh, Lehan, I think, and also uh, Prophet's Song by uh, Paul Lynch. That's the next one that this person is reading. Thank you so much for sending those on. That is some excellent choices there. Uh, Now, can a dishwasher tablet clean a microwave? Well, the answer is yes. I'm all for these little cleaning hacks that I discovered. I discovered this one this morning. So if, like me, your microwave is just, you know, there's congealed bits and bobs in there and you're like, oh, I don't want to have to, you know, do too much effort with this. OK, this is what you do. So your dishwasher tablet, you dissolve it in a bowl of hot water. Then you just dip in your cloth into that mixture, squeezing out, obviously, the excess liquid, apply it to the inside of the microwave Now, you might need a smidge of a scrubbing, but not too much. okay? and apparently this works wonders to remove all of that grease and congealed stuff, you know, that from the food splatters that sort of, you know, go all over the place after things are heated up. So there you go. Dishwasher tablet into a bowl of hot water and around the microwave. The dishwasher tablet, by the way, can also work wonders if you, uh, you know, if you have a build up of, you know, that kind of lime scaly, it doesn't look very nice, actually, as well in the toilet. You know, if your, your toilet, seen better days, you can pop one of those dishwasher tablets down there, leave it for a while as well, and it lifts all of that kind of residue that's in the, the, the toilet. I've done that a couple of times myself. That's a couple of little cleaning hacks for you. Now, another one for the microwave is a vinegar, which we know vinegar is a multitasker around the place, but that apparently as well. So if you have um a, a spray, so if you can get a spray of white vinegar, so often what I do is, you know, like if you have the the leftover cleaning bottle sprays, if you fill that up actually with um some vinegar, right, and spray the inside of the microwave, leave it sit for 15 minutes and then wipe the, the, the cloth around it instantly. Now, I'd be leaving the, the door of the microwave open then after a while. Just, you know, that vinegar, let the vinegar sort of um smell come out of there because maybe that might kind of impact the food that you put in there. But there you go. Spray it around leave for 15 minutes wipe it and then leave the microwave open so there you go nice little cleaning hacks for you now let's see what's happening in the world of celebrity The Buzz on LMFM keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app
2: Hi I'm Max SZA says in her spare time, she likes growing fruit and veg. She says she might turn it into her lifestyle. My
1: next venture is trying to grow greens, like just a bunch of different deep, deep greens. I heard kale is like the easiest, and I feel like citrus trees, I know I have better luck in the winter with them flowering, but I really want to try to plant some citrus trees and some passion fruit. I really like things that kind of grow on vibes and take over your yard. I'm just trying to decide, like, what kind of... I'm realizing it's not definitely not a hobby. It definitely has to become, like, a lifestyle. So now I'm trying to decide where do I want to live?
2: Boy George has talked about the similarities between Kylie Minogue's Tension album cover and the artwork for his new single. He says, I'm recycling everything. It's all the rage. Even fashion is catching on. Olivia Colman and Jesse Buckley star in the new movie Wicked Little Letters which is out now. Both Olivia and Jesse's characters swear a lot in this movie and they both talked about their own childhoods and swearing.
1: I remember the first time I cursed when I was probably about 8 and I think that was pretty late for me because how I
2: curse now is um, very I'm making up for I'm making up
1: time for my, but I got put I got put on the back step even though they were all cursing all around me I got put on the back step anyway I'm making up for it now my mum and dad always swore my my house is full of swearing and so it doesn't feel to me I'm really shocked when people are sort of slightly <gasps> so. Well, it's
3: normal. That's The Buzz. I'm Max.
1: The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Now, back to the music. Here's Wet, Wet, Wet. Wet, wet, wet. Good night, girl. Now, the Minister for Further and Higher Education, Research, Innovation and Science, Simon Harris, he announced recently 84 million euro to be uh, used to enhance research and innovation opportunities for the technological university sector. Now, DKIT in Dundalk will benefit under this. uh, But how vital... Our research programs, you know, in the third level institute, where we're going to find out, because the head of research at DKIT, Tim McCormack, is going to join us next.
2: Oh, the Eleven to One Show. L-M-F-M.
1: Recently, the Minister for Further and Higher Education, Simon Harris, announced 84 million euro to enhance research and innovation opportunities for the technological university sector. Now, 5 million euro was awarded to DKIT in Dundalk and funding like this really is critical to the lifeblood of the institution and it's something perhaps that we don't give much consideration to. Joining me now to discuss the importance of research in third-level institutes like DKIT is Tim McCormick. He's Head of Research at the College. Tim, you're very welcome. Thanks so much for joining us.
3: No problem. Thanks for having me.
1: Great to have you on the show. Now, this is great news for DQIT, uh, receiving €5 million from this fund that Simon Harris announced recently. Tell us more about this fund.
3: Yeah, so um, just to tell you a bit more about it, I suppose it's funded through the European Regional Development Fund. So it's 863 million um, was launched in Ireland Mm -hmm. and 396 million of that is funded by the government of Ireland. So it's administered by the HEA and two regional assemblies and the three strategic priority areas that that funding is for. So of the three, the one where TU Rise fits in is called um, Smarter and More Competitive Regions. So that's where this 84 million that was allocated to our sector. Um, it's aligned to that strategic priority area.
1: Okay, and and no doubt DKIT are going to put this to good use. So what are your plans in terms of growing and developing the the research programs and facilities that you have there?
3: Yeah, so a big part of it, I suppose, is um, developing more enterprise linkages and then also impacting on third level teaching across the four academic schools. So, there's three things primarily. Primarily, three things we're going to focus on. We're going to fund PhD studentships.
1: Oh, fantastic! So we're going to fund up.
3: To, yeah, so we're going to fund about twelve of those, and they're going. All of those projects are for four years if we fund it. So they are linked to local companies, and we've already identified a lot of those. Okay. Um, and those companies are linked to the growth areas in our region. So things like med tech, life sciences. And we would have had to have looked at certain strategies regionally to, to find out what those growth areas are. For example, regional development, um, enterprise plans and smart specialization strategies. So we're going to fund 12 PhDs. They're going to actually be linked to companies. And the students are actually going to spend 12 weeks minimum in placement in those companies. Oh, that's um, so great!
1: They're, so that it's working hand in hand. You know, they're 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 working towards the, that goal, I suppose. Maybe then of potentially being employed by the companies.
3: Yeah, exactly. And it's also so you're working on sort of an enterprise orientated project, but um, so you're also hopefully solving a problem for a company, making them more competitive. Ultimately, generating some intellectual property for that company and maybe increasing their market share. But. More importantly for the student, I suppose, is they're getting experience in the private sector. Mm -hmm. And as you say yourself, hopefully getting future employment. So they're the PhD scholarships. We're also going to be funding, um, which is a very important part of this, is the research innovation support staff. So we have several offices which work in partnership with the academic schools in our college. And we need more staff, support staff, professional staff to help grow our research innovation base. So there would have been an ad out recently just in the Irish Times very recently last week looking for five support staff. And those support staff are very important to work you know, with the researchers, the academic schools, companies to drive our research even further and to make us more competitive. Um, and then the third one is really around research talent. So we would have academic lecturers, mm-hmm. we'd have PhD students, and we have research fellows and postdocs. So, as with everyone, we're getting a little bit older, and we've got to seed the next generation of researchers that can go out and win competitive grants, both nationally and internationally. So, we're funding a certain number of those positions, which are going to be aligned to those growth areas as well. So, there's three key elements, but yep. it's not they're not in isolation to the rest of the operation of the college. I mean, there's a lot of linkages back into the schools. Like, for example, I will give you an example. Another scheme that's being funded um, on a smaller scale is we're going to allow third and fourth year undergrad students. We're going to fund them to do summer placements on research projects and some of those will be linked to companies really need oh, companies more involved with course development as well to make the courses.
1: Do you know? I love more that more aspect, Tim. Because uh, sorry to cut across you there. I love that that you're no, supporting okay. the, the, the students that way because so often you know people they go through third level, they get their their course, and then often it's like right, bye bye, off you go into the world of work, and this is where it can be tricky in terms of like you know uh, you know I might be going down one avenue in terms of study, but what do I actually want to do career wise? So this is a lot more nurturing along of of that actual process and, and figuring out, well, where do I want to go? Where do I want to leave a mark? And how can I actually fund myself to do that?
3: Yeah, exactly. So, you, you know, you get a lot of students coming in first year. I um, mean, you know, I went to college, I remember it very well, even though it's a long time ago. Mm-hmm. You come into first year, not totally sure what you want to do yeah. at the end of the day. And, you know, what we're interested in, and, and Ireland Inc, I suppose, is interested in getting more people involved in research yeah, and innovation activities. So, exposing the third and fourth year undergrad students to that world is extremely important to see their interest in research. Maybe they'll go on and do PhDs, maybe in our college, maybe in other colleges, but ultimately growing the next generation of researchers.
1: And is that across the board in the uh, different faculties that you have there in terms of the research opportunities?
3: Yeah, so it's open. All of these schemes, like the PhDs and the summer undergrad ones, those two schemes, we just launched one of those actually yesterday. So they're open to all the researchers in the college. Um, now, we have aligned our proposal with two primary cluster areas, sort of climate and natural resources and connected health and well-being, because that's where a lot of our research strength lies. Mm-hmm. But we also have other research activity in humanities, social science and creative arts. They're not excluded from it, but part of the conditions of the scheme, for example, is the indicator that we have to report on is how many enterprises we link with, which our target is 85 at the end of four years. So humanities, social science, and creative arts, people tend to think, oh, well, they're not going to be linking with companies, but the line between sort of STEM and the creative arts has yeah. now been bridged, and there's there's more interaction, interdisciplinary research, so that's what we're looking for as well. So creative arts may be work creative industry companies, mm-hmm. and they can seek funding through some of these schemes as well. So. We did have to tie our proposal to sort of our strengths, yeah, which have enterprise linkages already to to get that funding. And I suppose the funding we got—I suppose it's probably important to say this—the funding we got is actually more than our fair share, really. Right. And what I mean by that is in terms of because our research, you know, maybe not a lot of people know this, but our research is extremely competitive nationally and internationally. I mean, we've got about eighty-five to ninety million over the last number of years. We've been on an upward trajectory for a number of years, so I think the HEA and the adjudicating panel would, would recognise that. So it's just further building on that.
1: So you've a great track record so far. So for for the for the, the ordinary layman like myself, then Tim, mm, what sure. sort of what sort of things are you researching, and what sort of notable discoveries if or innovations have come out of DKIT over the last few years?
3: Right. So one thing I'll give you, there's a couple of large-scale projects yeah. which we would be involved in, cross-border projects. So I'll just highlight one of those and maybe a few other ones. I mean, one in particular would be the Breath program, which was looking at chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, mm-hmm. which we got about 8 million for. So that's, that's actually a disease that affects, I think, Northern Ireland and into our region. I think it's the highest occurrence of that globally. So that's about drug development to tackling that disease, for example. So take developing drugs that can tackle that disease state and then ultimately linking in with pharmaceutical companies for drug discovery. Um, That would be one. Another area where we've got substantial funding through would be in software engineering. So if you have a medical device Mm -hmm. in your body, it's driven by software, obviously. Um, so what we've been doing for a number of years through one of our research centers is sort of the regulation standards setting the global standards around the software that governs the behavior of that medical device. Um, so that's just two, uh, two specific um, areas. Another area would be renewable energy. We've oh, got yeah, funding big, through area. Enterprise mm-hmm. big area up and coming. So we've got funding through Enterprise Island recently to set up a technology gateway called Credit And they're working in different areas of renewable energy, like offshore, wave energy. Um, So that's another big area. And again, that's a lot of solving problems for local industry as well. That's fascinating. I mean, there's a lot of I mean, areas of research, but that gives you some idea. Hopefully.
1: Yeah, it totally does. And I know that there's so many people actually listening in right now that would really welcome the research, particularly around the, the, the COPD, because as you rightly mentioned, there's it's, it's huge uh, around this neck of the woods as well. And and like that, it must be so satisfying for you guys as researchers and particularly the students that then are going on to do PhD and everything in this to see the, their research actually first-hand working to provide solutions for local uh, business and, uh, and, 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 and around this neck of the woods, that must be so satisfying.
3: And it, and it is, and we have a lot of educational outreach to the local community as well, and, we're do, and we sort of influence policy as well. So it's not just about, you know, while research can be viewed as sort of the ivory tower, you know, like mm. people are doing PhDs and they're publishing high impact journals, we do that obviously, but we're very conscious of what the impact of our research is. And that's becoming more important nationally and internationally. So that's why some of these projects, and especially this one, the CRAVE project, linking with and I stress this is regional enterprise yeah. is extremely important so that enterprise in the in the region actually feels the benefit of what we're
1: doing. Yeah. Yeah, it's fantastic. Long may it continue, Tim. Thank you so much for joining us and giving us an insight into into the importance of researching in third level education there. Tim McCormack, uh, fascinating stuff. If you missed any of that, by the way, we will have a podcast uh, out on lmfm.ie. Music on the way now from Tate McRae.
2: The 11 to 1 show.
1: Choose a fan. Tate McRae, Greedy and LMFM's 11 to 1. We were talking about cleaning hacks earlier on and the dishwasher tablet into the bowl of hot water and once it's dissolved, you can scrub around the microwave and it's clean. And I mentioned you can drop them actually down the toilet, the dishwashers, you know, tablets for the, you know, cleaning off that, you know, know, the stuff I'm talking about. Uh, Another cleaning hack someone's saying for the toilet is garlic. Now, I've heard it all. Drop two cloves into the bowl the toilet bowl leave overnight works wonders this person says All right okay two cloves of garlics so like do you sort of peel off the stuff and then drop the actual on un- like is it peeled is that important i don't know uh, but thank you so much for sending that in just want to let you know as well r d community first responder team they have a registration and information night it is happening tomorrow night, Thursday, 22nd of February in Ferdia House in Moorhall Lodge in RD. and that is uh, taking place from 7.30pm to 8.30pm. So if you're looking to sign up and you want more information about it, that's happening tomorrow night in Ferdia House from 7.30pm. LMFM Job Search with thanks to LMFM Online. Check out the latest Northeast news, sport and entertainment on lmfm.ie. Loud me, the Education Training Board invites applications from suitably qualified persons for the following position. It's Apprenticeship Instructor in Metal Fabrication, Regional Skills and Training Centre in Dundalk and more details and applications are on careers.lmetb.ie and the closing date is the 27th of February and don't forget you can check the local jobs section on lmfm.ie LMFM Job Search We will wait. We have been waiting five years for these guys to come back with new music and it seems it's definitely on the way. So they have teamed up with producer and singer Pharrell Williams. Now, there's a combination that I didn't think would work, but there you go. And uh, their album and, sorry, first music since 2019 is going to be Good People, it's called. So we'll have to wait a little bit for that. But there you go. Uh, Mumford & Sons back with new music. Another band back with new music, Irish this time. And they have some intimate record store shows on the cards in March and April. That is coming your way next.
2: Oh, the 11 to 1 show. L-M-F-M.
1: They are all set to drop their fourth studio album in April on the 26th. It's called Parked Car Conversations and in the lead up to that they're going to be playing a series of intimate record store shows uh, to celebrate this and it's uh, happening in St. uh, Stephen's Green Golden Discs March 20th. Also Belfast's Voodoos on March the 10th. And if the hype is anything to go by I think it's set for another fantastic hit. It is of course Picture This but here they are with take my hand take. take my hand just want to let you know cullen community together they are looking for anybody locally who would like to take up cycling or maybe get back into cycling they are putting together a social cycling group and they're hoping to go out on you know leisure, leisurely cycles on a saturday or sunday morning so beginners or experienced cyclists are welcome on this and you can contact them on facebook so it's cullen community together Anybody out there looking to get back into cycling can contact them on Facebook. There's Blondie, hard of glass. Just before we go, just to let you know on tomorrow's show, I'm going to be chatting to actor, writer, director Simon Nader. You know him from BBC's Silent Witness, but he is coming to Anton Art Centre because he's got this fantastic show called How to Bond with Your Dad, when he's bad so it's kind of a physical slick dark comedy buddy movie on the stage and apparently it says it turns out to be a literal crash course in therapy so that's coming up on tomorrow's show that is my lot on the show for today thank you so much for your company enjoy your day and I'll chat to you tomorrow listen back to the 11 to 1 show podcast on lmfm.ie or the LMFM app